Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, we are going to be talking about, well, it's it's kind of our response to the Bill Nye and uh, Ken Ham debate. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're going to TGIA it up and kind of take it we, in our we, direction and yeah, yeah. that whole thing. We're not so. going to do what... You've already read 800 people do on their blog and whatever. Yeah, yeah. We got a whole d- different take. It, that, that, I'm sure what they had to say was interesting the first time they said it, but it's just been said so much now that we're trying to come up with something a little, hopefully a little different for yeah. everybody. And well, we're going to badmouth all those other guys Yeah, for, well, for saying the same thing. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not. Uh, but I did want to just start off um, with an announcement of the winner... <gasps> Of the uh, t-shirt giveaway. The Facebook Facebook t-shirt we, yeah. sharing contest so, thingy. So the way that this works is um, every time, if you like us on Facebook, yeah. every time that you share one of our posts, right, you click that share button and it goes on to your, you're now sharing it with your 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 people. Right. Um, you Every time you do that, you get entered into a uh, monthly drawing for a free TGIA t-shirt. A drawing. And uh, so the more times you do it, the more t- more chances you have right. to actually, you know, get a t-shirt. Right. Sent to us. T- sent to you from us. From us. From us. We could Isn't even cool? sign it if you wanted us yeah. to. So this last month, uh, the winner was Lauren uh, from Florida. And Yay. So, uh, that will be off in the mail here uh, here shortly. Yeah. So congrats, very exciting. Yeah. To you. Congratulations, and thanks for sharing stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Way to go. So yeah. Way to go. It, you know, it's not a large pool. You got a decent shot of winning this thing. <laughs> you really do. You got a you, good you shot. You really do. Um, oh, and I should just add that um, if you are outside the U.S. or Canada, we we do have to ask you if you do if you win, we have to ask you to pay for shipping. That's yeah. the only caveat to the whole thing. So right. If it's U.S. or Canada, we'll foot the bill for the shipping. Because some but of you people boy, live howdy. Some all countries over the are place. expensive to ship too. Yeah, you guys, you, so. you people all need to just live in closer proximity. <laughs> is what you need. Yeah, I'm sure that's what everybody wants. We actually got an email. I it was just saying nice things to us, so I'm not uh-huh. going to read it. But we got an email from someone in in Punta. What was it? Punta uh, something uh, Chile, Chile, which is like. He he very rightly called himself our southernmost listener. Yeah. Because it's all the way down the bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, May, somebody at McMurdo. If you're there. <laughs> if they're, Yeah, that's right. If we've got any uh, Antarctic <laughs> listeners, then you guys win. Otherwise, this guy, I think his name was Bernardo. Bernardo, yeah. Otherwise, Bernardo, you are our southernmost listener. <laughs> For right now, you can wear that crown with pride. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see if somebody... You know, dethrones you. Yeah. But, um, I wonder yeah. who our northernmost listener is. I know Ooh. I've got we've got some Canadians that we are. Do you have Canadians up there? I don't know any anybody I'm in sure Yellowknife in Alaska. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's mm. right. Yeah. I had a, I had a cousin who used to live in I think it was Yellowknife, which oh, is wow. so far north. But I don't think she lives there anymore. Oh no. And I don't know if she listens. Anyway, neither here nor there. We, okay. We're just geographically. If you're in some geographic oddity, uh-huh. it's kind of fun for us to hear. Yeah. What it is? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got, Frank? Well, I'm going to start with the story of a nun. I think that's where I'm going to start. Um, a a jail nun. <laughs> I'm that's sorry. What the headline calls her a jail nun slash nurse. Oh dear. Um, who um, 
worked for five years as a registered nurse at the Allegheny County Jail. So this is in uh, Pennsylvania. Mm. Um, she was fired last week for spearheading unionization efforts at the prison. Or at the jail, rather. That's a naughty little nun. <laughs> no, that was that naughty. She's doing she's doing no, the Lord's work. I mean naughty in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like she's a rabble rouser yeah, is what she is. Yeah. <laughs> Rousing the rabble. And they fired her <laughs> as employers tend to do. Right. But right. in this case it was the, 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 the county jail that uh fired her. And uh so anyways. So wait. The county is 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 hiring nuns, I guess. She well, she's, I mean, she was a nurse. Okay, but isn't her job like a nun? I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works either. That's a little confusing to me. Well, she was, you know, she was probably willing to work for the wage, mm. whatever it was. Well, no, I think nuns get they they have to do something, or else they just live in a nunnery. I thought that's what they did. No, there's uh, like teacher nuns and nurse nuns. <laughs> I, th- I think we're getting into like radiologist nuns. There's no radiologist nuns. They <laughs> you don't, don't have, know that. They don't have. You those. do not know that, Dan. They're... <laughs> Welcome to our convent. This is the radiology lab. <laughs> <laughs> and over here's the chapel. We do it as, as Sister uh, Sister Wendy. Sister Wendy. I don't. I haven't watched Sister Wendy recently enough. You do it. <laughs> I you don't can... know that I can, and I'll just embarrass myself if I if I try and. Fail. What we found is that we like to play. <laughs> that is not Sister Wendy. I don't. I, like I said, I don't know. That was. She, she's much more soft spoken than that. Oh, that's right. right. It's, it's like a Christmas. It's, it's like a like creepy. Really, she has this like whispery thing that she does. And it's and yeah, and she's. <laughs> yeah, but I can't do British accents yeah, in my life, so I haven't watched it for a while. Yeah. I guess I was doing the Queen really more than anything. <laughs> not the Queen. No, no, not the queen. So yeah, so imagine uh, Sister Wendy getting fired for uh, for yeah, start trying to start a union. Um, she's being described uh, obviously by well, she was trying to get them into what union? I can't remember. Anyways, the union uh, representatives are calling her a sacrificial lamb, mm. uh, and they are concerned that taxpayer dollars are being used for union busting. Yeah, interesting. Religious oh, the- union busting. The, it was the Steelworkers Union. Oh, okay. The unions are always surprising as to like which union you can belong to, even though you don't even do the thing. Right, exactly. I'm a cab driver, so of course I'm in the United Steelworkers. Or I'm a <laughs> yeah. It's always kind of funny. it's always like yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. Solidarity, right? Indeed, you know, a worker. A worker is a worker. Right. At and a certain point, they have rights, and they do have rights in this and country. They're supposed to, anyway. Well, yeah. Unless Other countries, right they're not to work state, such as us, like Utah. And we don't have any rights, right? So. Right to work means right for employers to. Yeah, I love do the phrasing on that one. It's yeah, clearly the right to be fired is what it is. <laughs> right, right, right to work until they want not to let you. <laughs> Anywho, well, there you go, nuns. Rab, rouse and rabble. Uh, yeah. In Toronto, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you a story about a uh, a group of uh, fundamentalists who mm-hmm. were caught, or who were basically they were they were caught um, not teaching their children. Uh, they like not they were homeschooling their kids, but okay. apparently they weren't keeping up with their education well. 
Oh yeah. Uh, no, I believe that the laws point. say that you ha- your kids would have to be able to inject themselves into public school and keep and be able to have caught up. Oh, okay. Like at any given moment, that's oh. sort of the lo- the okay. the standard that you have to adhere to okay. in order to homeschool your kids. Oh, in, interesting. In Canada. Interesting. That's a good standard. I think so. I mean, it makes because sense. What if you died? Yeah. What? Who's going to homeschool your kid then? Exactly. The kid doesn't have a home anymore. Right. So. So uh, and and then there there was evidence of neglect on these kids, psychological abuse. They say uh, uh, poor dental and physical health. Wow, Canada's strict. Dental health. Your wow. kids need to be taken care of. No, I know, but like. So these. So what's weird is that I said Dateline Toronto, how, how, but the, what condition was their hair in? Was it <laughs> split ends? Well, it may surprise you to learn that much of their hair came down in curls in front of their ears. Oh. These were fundamentalist Jews. Oh. I set you up. You did? I set you up. I was thinking Christian. I know. Oh, and then that was a good segue. I didn't even know I was like segueing. I didn't I know I was know. setting you up for that. Set and spike. <laughs> <laughs> but so, were their ringlets like all split end? Yeah. They're, oh, no, they terrible. look lovely. They look lovely. I don't know. Um, Lev Tahor is the name of the uh, of the little cult, the little fundamentalist group okay hebrew for pure heart oh okay um but apparently not for good teeth apparently it's not hebrew for (laughs) healthy teeth but no the the the, uh i guess they were in quebec and the and the the quebec government was going after them so they fled to ontario oh my uh and now really and now the the ontario provincial government has scooped these kids up and thrown them into foster care in back in Quebec. Well, they should have come across the border and done like um, you know political ref- or uh, religious refugee status <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah, but yeah. they were being persecuted for their religion yeah. in Canada. I'm sure that's what they would claim, <laughs> and I'm sure they'd get away with it here. They probably would get away. That's they, what I'm saying. You we're can ridiculous. you can neglect your kids pretty hard in this country in the name of religion. In the name of religion, yeah. But no, so I'm there they proud are. Proud of Canada for being all strict on it. Fourteen children in three families wow. uh, have been have been uh, ordered into back into Quebec. They're now in f- in foster care. Uh, one of the one of the children in the families has been exempted. Who is a seventeen year old girl whose baby has not been exempted, <laughs> but she gets rights to to go and visit or oh, whatever. Okay, all right. Well, so okay, uh, they. Uh, it's just it's a weird situation. Uh wow. But yeah, these guys are obviously ultra orthodox. Like, yeah, there was this thing. Did you see that thing in the news this week about ultra orthodox? This is a total tangent. Mm-mm. About I didn't even read the article, so I shouldn't be bringing it up. But did, <laughs> did you see that they were like do the orth- ultra orthodox have a right to name themselves? Huh? And I was I I never read the article. I don't know what it's about. Well, there you go. I was wondering if you'd read it. Nope, you didn't. Everybody so. get out there and read that, I guess. Huh. Um, Sorry for the irrelevant <laughs> and uninformed tension. But, I mean, I, I, it is interesting. These, you know, the, uh, the, the, they raided the ho- two homes in the Lev Tahor community. Uh, Rabbi Nachman Helbrands, who's the son of founder Shlomo Helbrands, said that the uh, search may have been an attempt to find evidence of illegal child marriages. Oh, wow. it sounds like it's... fundamentalist Mormons or fundamentalist Christians or fun... fundamentalists is fundamentalists. Wow. It turns out 
Well, yeah, because they're always tra- like they 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 just long for the good old days, right? Mm. When you could marry marry girls young and <laughs> you know, here, take a look at that guy. Oh, he's ultra something, that's for sure. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, he's not a pretty man. No. He's a Yeah. Well, it looks like he has something Somebody just poked him in the bum. Too. <laughs> he does have that look on his face. Ooh. <laughs> Oy vey. <laughs> All right. So there you go. He just corndogged him, right? Isn't that what that's called? <laughs> Excuse me. That is not kosher. <laughs> I am 90% sure you can't corndog an ultra-Orthodox Jew. could be a Hebrew national. <laughs> corndog? Why not? Why not? As long as there's no milk, I don't know. Isn't there? No- oh, oh, there. I'm sure you could figure out how to make a, a kosher <laughs> corn dog. Guaranteed, there's kosher corn dogs. Kosher corn dogs out there. So. Yeah, there you go. Oh, can't believe we just went there. All right, <laughs> why? Why wouldn't we go there? Why wouldn't we? Indeed. <laughs> All right. What What was the next thing I was looking at? What was the next thing I was looking at? Oh no! Do I have too many stories up? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. We're professionals, people. I think I'm fine. We're prof. You know, if if we just got a little bit more donation money, we'd be able to afford a producer, and then this kind of thing wouldn't happen. Oh no! What are you doing? I have too many up. <laughs> I have to make a decision right now. Like, where am yes, I going? Yes, you do. With this? You have to make a decision. Okay. Do I want to do? Okay. Okay. I got. I got it. <laughs> the next one I'm going to do. Is... I'm so sorry, everyone. We took more time than normal to even prep today. I know. What was I doing that whole time? I don't know. I, I was. I mean, not focusing. I, I promise you, you guys, we do put in work for this, but <laughs> but we also have an an. We ethic. also show up, and it's Friday morning, and we have our coffee, and right. we, we may not just have, hang out. We may and... not have been all the way together yet <sighs> in the morning. We we also have an ethic of like we keep rolling. That's yeah, our thing. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get to hear warts and all. Yeah. What's happening? Well, for the most part. Yeah. I might. I might edit that all out. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> all right. Um. So this is um, this is a story that went all over the internet. Um. I saw this on t- in tons of different places. Oh, to the point where I almost didn't want to touch it. Oh. To be honest. Yeah. And that's no pun intended. Uh, no, there's <laughs> a big hear, pun what's, intended. What's here? This is, of course, I'm talking about the uh, the. BYU Idaho's um, video that that came out this week to, uh, that was sort of addressed to their undergrads. Um, BYU is, uh, Idaho, uh, for those of you who don't know, Brigham Young University is a Mormon-owned uh, university institution. Right, they have an offshoot of that. Yeah. It, was, it used to be Rick's College, which right. was LDS owned, and then this they is... turned it into BYU Idaho. Make right. it more, make it sound nicer. Make it a they spruced up the big old university. Oh now. yeah, now it's whew, they're God. very fancy. Anyway, so now you can get such a good education. And there. apparently, they produce videos. Yeah, um, videos um, about masturbation <laughs> and uh, and pornography addiction. Um, mm-hmm. Which I mean, I guess if you're a religious organization, that that's not too surprising that a video might be. Well, how, do people do other faiths really on... obsess about masturbation like Mormons do? Oh, like Mormons it just comes up all special. the time well, in Mormonism. Here's the thing. First, let's describe the video. Okay, the video let, let, let's get the video so, out of the way, and then we'll get our discussion. The, the going. video starts with the president of BYU Idaho talking about. He's giving some talk, ostensibly to the general to the student body student body because they do that every every week they have a devotional at a at any byu school right 
There's going to be a, a weekly devotional. And sometimes it's the president of the school. Probably once a year, it's going to be the president of the school. And then the, on the other devotionals, they'll, they'll bring in like a general authority. Of yeah, the visiting LDS Mormon important people. Yeah, yeah. They'll come in. They'll talk to the student body. And you're supposed to sort of break whatever you're doing and go. And at BYU down in Provo, it's actually televised all oh, across right. closed circuit throughout campus. And so if you can't make it to the to the Marriott Center, then uh, you can um, just watch it. But anyways, yeah. nonetheless, I never did. I've always found them obnoxious when I was yeah. there. Oh, well, they're boring as sin. <laughs> so anyway, so he's giving this talk about masturbation. Should we, let's just um, let's play a little bit. Let's of play it. some of this um, because there's some there's some choice stuff in here. The enemy whispers, don't get involved. It's not your problem. Don't tell. You'll be a tattletale. Oh, brothers and sisters, don't leave the wounded on the battlefield. (laughs) So this whole thing is built around... This metaphor of like life is a battlefield, right? You guys, that, like we will post this whole thing if it hasn't already been posted on our Facebook page. We'll post it on there. But it's so amazing. You have to watch this video. <laughs> I seriously though, when I first encountered it, I couldn't get past the one minute mark. Like yeah. because, but then I I have that I have the Mormon creep out factor, right? That's hardwired into me where I just I, I can't listen to it anymore. Yeah, know? yeah. And so because, because the guy has his has his Mormon. Like boring talk speech down. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> wife, do not leave your fallen comrades on the battlefield. So the whole thing of this video is that it is he's but setting up this thing be- where there's the war, right? That's happening, but it's produced. Like you see scenes of like these young men who earlier. Okay, so early in the video, we see a guy with his his dorm room door wide open, it. wide open, with his back to it. Sitting at the computer at his computer, ostensibly looking at pornography. They never they never let us really see what he's into. No, but, but like, but the guys, but you're hearing the voiceover of this stupid talk, and he's talking about you know many times we see a brother, and we, you know, we know that he's been he's addicted to pornography, and we say nothing, and we don't say anything, right? And in the battle with the enemy, the and enemy, na- they love the enemy, and they love this this war metaphor. In the battle with the enemy, blah blah blah. And he basically says, if you know that your that your roommate's watching porn, and you don't tattle on him or confront him or conf- and confront him with humility, then, that's what he said. Well, right. you should always like in right. sort of the Mormon Mormon think. You would encourage somebody to go and repent on their own. Right. Go and right. Rather than but, tattle. But Mormons don't confront. Mormons don't confront. They so okay. So go and tell your bishop right. that your that your roommate's whacking off to the porno. <laughs> That's not an uncomfortable conversation. No, right? That's where you just write down an anonymous and then, note and, and slip literally it under it's the, like the it, it feels so six years old. It's like it's awful. Many people think that it, yeah, I mean you, you probably yeah, it's right. just yeah. And then it's don't leave your fallen comrade. Yeah. If you don't tell on him, yeah. you're, leaving you're leaving a wounded behind. soldier. A life on, on life's battlefield. <laughs> and the, so it's three almost four minutes of that. 
And, it, and, believe, and, and they they've dramatized it. this. So the guys at the beginning, right, are the ones who end up, they're out on the battlefield. Now. Right. Oh, yeah. And then at the very, very, very end, it had, they're, they're, they're somewhere, I assume, at in, a party. in Rexburg. No, they're playing pool. They're, they're probably at the, the student union. Oh, yeah, sure. And, uh, and But then they have a knowing and, I think, vaguely sexual glance to <laughs> well, each other. It's, it's a little too long. They hold the glance <laughs> too long. That's what's weird about it. Yeah. Here's another thing that it's one weird. of my friends pointed out yeah. that I think is amazing and is totally typical of Mormon filmmaking. Uh-huh. The bad porn watcher has dark hair. His little savior has oh, blonde funny. hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and literally, like, I've had friends who are, who have been in Mormon films and, like, watched as they separated out. Good, bad, good, <laughs> bad, good, bad. Like, Shut up. And literally, it went by hair color. Oh, my God. They weren't saying that. They were just spreading them. Like, oh this is God. this is how Mormons think. This yeah. is This is the depth of their thinking. It's why I couldn't be Mormon anymore. The thing is, the, here's what, here's the thing. A... <laughs> Porn addiction is a real thing, and it's a problem. Sure. When you have porn addiction. Right. Viewing Looking porn... Looking at porn is not porn addiction. Is not the same as porn addiction. No. But Mormons equate those hard. Oh. If you, but oh. it's the same as drugs. If you've tried drugs once, you're addicted. You're, you're an addict. You are a drug. Oh, if you have a drink of alcohol, you're an alcoholic. You're a drug fiend. If you hit your wife once... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. Let's take one half step back. <laughs> No, but no, then, but, like, but literally, like that, they, they are like they are so they are so oblivious to like reality, right? That that's that's how Mormons think. So, like, yeah, yeah if you're whacking it off to uh, to some porn, yeah, you're obviously an addict. Now, here, now I will say that with one caveat. Oh, Mormons are so sexually uptight that they are left with literally zero sexual outlets. Mm. They're not allowed to masturbate. They're not allowed to do anything. I'm guessing that's exactly the kind of environment that would create porn addiction. Maybe. I think it just... I'm guessing that I there think are more... it just more... creates people who feel bad about themselves all the time because they have sexual thoughts and they masturbate. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, if you have a, if you have a healthy uh, approach to your sexuality, uh-huh. then, you know, maybe you look at porn for fun every now and then, but you certainly are not... I mean, you probably are less likely to become addicted than if yeah. you have this completely unhealthy cycle of, of how you view your own sexuality. Mm. Mm. I think they're creating porn addicts yeah. and then tattling well, I, on them. I think that what they're really effective at is the whole brainwashy thing. Well, because clearly this is this. The, I mean, that that fucks with you. Right. Oh, yeah. When you're when you can when you have this standard that supposedly everybody can live up to, but you can't. Right. There's something really broken about you. But what you and, and so you rely on on the support of that organization more. Right. And if you're one of the damned fools who actually does who actually thinks that they're the only one who's masturbating. Right. Right. Then you go to your bishop and uh, and then you're really a wounded, wounded, soul. wounded soldier. I'll tell you what <laughs> I. I was lucky enough as a young Mormon to have had a, a you know an adult leader who came to us when we were you know in our deacon's quorum at twelve mm. years old or whatever, and said, you know what, I did it when I was a kid. Points to all of the other adult men in the room and goes, they probably all did it too. It's not like every, we most people do it. It's just try not to do it too much, which is not 
That the Mormon is not line. Normal, 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 normal. <laughs> it's not normal, normal. No, that is not usual in the Mormon church. And even then, I still had a hang up about it. Oh, I yeah. still, my, still, my oh, brain, my brain was still fucked up over oh, it. I know, I know. It was very, it, I mean, honestly, one, they, they mess up your wiring. Oh, yeah. With that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yep. there you go. Yeah, good stuff. Go and watch that and, yeah. and go ye and sin no more. Mm. Or you know what I say, watch it and then pull up your favorite porn and wackadoo to it. Have yeah, some, have some fun. Yeah, why not? And if you you know if it strikes your fancy, maybe whack off to that video. Oh, you'd have some serious issues <laughs> if that turns you on. Listening to the whole brothers and sisters speech. Yeah, speak. yeah. Ooh, that's that's extra dirty. Yeah, that is. I kind of like it. I mean, I couldn't masturbate to that. <laughs> Like talk about a boner killer, that dude giving a speech. Oh, I know. What is it? lame? Can't... I can't even do it. <laughs> Sweetheart, come here. <laughs> come into the bed where we will enjoy many hours of sexual congress. Oh no, not many hours. It's gonna be quick. Well, if it's Mormons, that's right. I will give. It's you... Friday night, sweetheart. <laughs> It's nine o'clock. The kids are in bed. I've removed my garments and hope that you will do the same in a joyous exploration of our expression of our beautiful, heavenly given sexuality. I do like the word Congress when applied to to intercourse. Oh, my God. Because it makes it sound so important. (laughs) I want to do sexual Senate work. (laughs) All right. I'm going to move on before we get into more trouble. What? Um, I'm going to move to Germany. Are you? What? When? <laughs> oh, oh, you're making a joke. You made a pun. <laughs> All right. In Germany. So German Germany's Catholic bishops. Uh, Germany is pretty powerful among the Catholics. It's not a wildly Catholic uh, country, but... They've got a lot of Catholics. It's a big country, mm-hmm. and it's sort of a powerful country in general. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, there there's, there have been so so there has been a worldwide Vatican s- survey that the Vatican asked uh, all of the bishops in the world. Oh yeah, yeah to yeah, do a yeah. survey of their people to 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 see you know how people are responding to certain Catholic rules. Hmm. And the Germans have come back with their sort of results. Uh-oh. What do you think, Frank? We're talking... So I'm going to say specifically we're going to be talking about rules governing... about specific issues. Rules yeah. governing uh, s- sexuality, uh, both like the, the gay question, uh, uh, the, abor- the abortion and, uh, and contraception question, and uh, and premarital sex questions. I mean, How do you think the Germans have responded to this? I think this? they're probably in exact opposition to... I, I think they have all the opposing views. To the, the Catholic Vatican. Church? Yeah, from the standard Catholic position. The uh, they, they came out... Uh, what they basically said was they affirmed the idea, the Catholic notion of a strong... Uh, of, of supporting strong, stable families. Yeah, okay. And then the, you're exactly right. They were like... Fuck all of those rules. Wow. All of those rules are stupid. Go Germany. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. It, I mean, it basically, they they said they 
they dispute the church on on bans of birth control and premarital or gay sex, and they criticized rules barring divorce, uh, barring the divorced from remarriage in the church. Wow. So they're not really very Catholic. Well, German Catholics aren't terribly Catholic. That sounds going by the Catholics that I know. That sounds totally Catholic to me. <laughs> the things, the only thing that doesn't sound Catholic are the actual Catholic rules, right? If you go by the laity, basically, I don't get Catholics. Catholics are a funny <laughs> bunch. No, I'm dead serious. Like, because it, it, it's, it, they've kind of always been that way. Like, I remember as a kid, my my perception of Catholics were that they belonged to a church that had like these crazy strict rules, but none of them ever really like had any like allegiance to those rules. Yeah. And it just always boggled my mind because Mormonism <laughs> is the exact opposite. Yeah, Mormonism has crazy rules and everybody obeys them to the letter. Absolutely. Yeah. Or else you're out. You're out. Well, they'll they'll kick you out. And if they don't kick you out, they will make sure that you feel the shunning. Yeah. They don't call it that. No. But you will you, you will feel uh how how outcast you are. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that that's a, that's fascinating, and it does seem like it'll be it'll be really interesting to watch where this goes, because if there's a pope who could who would consider changing these rules, it does seem like this is the guy. Yeah, or at very least, he's setting up the next guy. I don't know what's happening, but well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. But there you go. He, I mean, he asked he, for. He might just surely he knew that this was going to be the result, and he just wants he wants the backing. I guess I don't. But or he well, just wants to hear it. it. it Bishops I mean, in Germany, they said that uh, this was a a sobering. What did they say? A sober inventory of what German Catholics appreciate about church teachings on marriage and the family, and what they find off putting or unacceptable, either mostly or completely. What uh, what were the break? Do they have a breakdown on it? They like don't. What percentage of Mm-mm. of Catholics were? No, it's just it was just it was it it did seem like it was a a vast majority. Wow, wow, that's well, that's fascinating. Good on them. Well, I mean, it it's not yeah. uncommon. It's it, not that's not easy re- to that's not difficult to predict. Religious religious organizations often, as an institution. Have, hold beliefs, hold teachings that their that their that their population doesn't fully agree with. Right, and eventually the religion follows the society. Yeah, they have to come around, and they will, or else they become irrelevant. And they will, to- and the, the Catholic Church will totally come around oh, on yeah. these issues. Yeah, they they, they, they will. have before, so yeah. they will on this. Yeah, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting because because things like like birth control is new. And so that'll be that'll be right. you know it's not that hard it's you know to say well we're change we're reversing a you know a fifty to a hundred year old idea. Why, why does a church on something new come down before they figure out like, <laughs> like well, where, where, where their people actually stand? There's, because there's, like I mean because they're just causing problems for themselves. Yeah. Birth control came along. They they could have easily just been like, oh, what a wonderful way to manage our our large families, have tons of kids. And then cut it off. Yeah, you know, with with modern technology. Right. Yeah. It's. I think. I think it's gonna. I think birth control is the easiest one. Yeah. To let go of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think. Mean, I, I mean. I think. I think. Sexuality. That's that's millennia of dogma. 
right there. <sighs> so that's going to be a trickier one. But you know, with all of these other with all these other religions, yeah, going, yeah, sure, we'll let gays in. Yeah, sure, have sex. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Anyways, well, uh, I'm going to go to the UK on this one. Okay. Um, we have in uh, a. Uh, Tom Phillips, who is a former Mormon bishop and stake president, um, mm. is uh, is suing the LDS prophet, the Mormon prophet, uh, Thomas S. Monson, uh, in British court um, over uh, w- w- claiming that, uh, the, 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 he's, that he's a fraud. Yes. And that he has f- uh, defrauded. The popu- the population of the church. Right. I think the news here is actually that a magistrate in British court actually went along with it this yeah. time. So this is happened... not the first attempt at this sort of thing. No, no, no. This happens. This happens. You're right. But, uh, but what's happened is the uh, a district judge in Westminster Magistrates Court of London uh, issued a summons to Monson. Um, and uh, he is to appear March 14th. To answer the charges, yeah. You want to read what the uh, what what the fraudulent what the claims are that of fraud that that are listed? Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, there. The, he's made representations that were untrue or misleading, including that there was no death on this planet prior to six thousand years ago, and that all humans alive today are descended from just two people who lived approximately six thousand years ago to make gain for himself or another there were other things as well No me those those weren't those for me weren't the uh, the salient ones do you well, have the, do you have the I'm actual document down, there I'm scro- I well, don't have I the know, document I, what I'm, I'm saying is that I I looked at the document and like what was interesting was that a lot of it got to specifically mormon ideas things like uh the well, pe- the that the peoples who were here right so um mormon the claim the, 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 the book of it so this is one of the things that um he's saying is cited as untrue or misleading right the book of abraham is a literal translation of egyptian papyri by joseph smith right the book of mormon was translated from ancient gold plates by smith yes and that it is the most correct book on earth and is an ancient historical record um native americans are descended from an israelite family which left jerusalem in 600 bc um, also that, uh, Joseph, Joseph and Hiram Smith were killed as martyrs in 1844 because they would not deny their testimony of the book of Mormon. That was the reason why they were killed, mm. um, rather than the other reasons. <laughs> um, and then, uh, the Illinois newspaper called the Nauvoo Expositor had been destroyed because it printed lies about Joseph Smith. Um, and the other two I already mentioned. The- I, th- I think, you know, when... It you know when you say the six thousand year old thing or you say you know the the ones that the ones that all the Christians believe that you're gonna you're on shakier ground but when you say that Joseph Smith claims to have translated papyri that are mm-hmm. in Egyptian that are actually that they're actual pictures of oh yeah now that one is like that one so to me, demonstrably false right we it's know that like I mean and it is in the Mormon canon. Yeah. You open up the the Mormon scripture and it is it is in there. You can find in the actual pictures of the papyri with then the purported translation. And it is like it, it was a, f- a funerary 
right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a scroll of some kind. Like, it's talking about the afterlife and this, that, and the other. And I forget what it's which all... Joseph Smith nonsense came out of that. But, but like, an actual Egyptologist at the time looked <laughs> at it and was like, you're completely off your rocker. Right. And And it didn't stop them. Like, an actual... <laughs> it just goes to show the very, very different world the 1840s were, um, or 1800s were. I mean, because now, like, uh, something so false and so pre- preposterous wouldn't wouldn't last 48 hours on the internet. Right. But now it's become part of the, the dogma <laughs> of this, of this, you know, world faith with its, you know, 13 million members. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and you can't do anything about it. But some of the things that this whole thing brings up for me that I think are really interesting because I don't think he's going to succeed. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, how, no, no. How, like, how does this, how does this go forward? And, but, but what, what's interesting is what it, with the, the corner that it pushes religious folk into, like people who are actually <laughs> defending, um, religious freedom right right (laughs) here's one quote in this article it says if everything a religion said was brought into a court of law it would tie up the courts for eternity uh colleen mcdonald of uh, the university of utah says uh, what religion doesn't what religion doesn't have outrageous claims (laughs) she says that which is awesome absolutely unbelievable like it, it it I think what this guy's doing is actually quite brilliant because the defense is we are allowed to believe bullshit. Right. Yeah. We can the believe law lets what... us believe whatever nonsense we want to believe. It doesn't we don't have to prove anything. It doesn't have to be connected to fact. Nothing we say ever has to be connected to fact. Right. And that's what I think is brilliant about this whole thing. Well, it, the thing for me is that I mean, you know, and when this first came out, a lot of people messaged me and were like wait what do you think oh my gosh it's gonna be this is gonna be a bombshell is this as big as i think it is and i was like mm, no. no this is not gonna be big at all no because no. it's just gonna fizzle right because they would have to prove in order for this to be like a claim made again on fraudulent grounds they would have to prove an intent to defraud i think yes that's they would have correct. to they would have to somehow try to prove that thomas monson doesn't believe Exactly. Things, right. Which you can't prove that. Right. All he has to do is get on the stand and say, Nope, I believe this it. Is, this is what I believe. And you're and then, and then it you're can be the craziest thing in the universe, but all he has to do is just believe it. And then what? And then what? What yeah. are you gonna do? Because religion is exempted from truth. Right. And the, and that's and that's the real thing. <laughs> and the other thing is that there's no no court in the world, especially no high court, maybe a lower court, I don't know. I doubt anything will come of this, but Especially a high court. There's no court in the world that's going to uh, that, that that's going to convict a religion for fraud based on the tenets of their religion. Otherwise, all the religions go down. Yeah. That if that precedent gets set, you can set. I can. There's not a religion on the planet that doesn't have some tenet. Right. That's completely implausible. Right. But these folks, I'm like, of course, I knew that religions get to go around and say preposterous things right of course i knew it but they really get to say whatever the fuck they want to say and it just doesn't fucking matter right they don't have to they don't have to prove anything and i know that probably just sounds like you know nonsense coming out of my mouth like well frank why didn't you know that already and of course i did but it's like to put it into focus 
is really remarkable for me. Yeah. Like I I hadn't really sat down and thought about it and just sort of like they can ugh, it's so ridiculous. Anyway, it is an interesting thing and it and it it if nothing else it brings up some uh some very interesting points with with regard to uh some some interesting Mormon beliefs and that yeah. puts that out there, you know, now that's in a lot of major news sources. There's a lot of yeah. Although I saw so many so, so many uh, of these news sources were burying the headline from for by for my taste, right? Because they were focusing on the Adam and Eve thing mm. and the, well, and the six thousand year old thing, as opposed the... as opposed to the real the provable right uh, offenses of of Mormonism. Well, I'm, I'm sure that they went with that one because it's the one that people would recognize. Right? Yeah, I mean. The the Tribune, of course, <laughs> that's a different thing. The Salt Lake Tribune, I'm sure, went with the the Adam and Eve stuff just because it was not that big of a deal and would be right. easier for their Mormon audience to read. I, but but, I, but I'm pretty sure the USA Today went with the same thing as our I headline. Read one um, the the Huffington Post, I don't think, had it quite. And that's they've had the USA Today's one. And let me just look at that. I felt like it was a little bit more direct huh. than the Tribune. I should have been looking at. Clearly at the uh, USA Today or at the uh, the was it the Arizona Republic, right? It's called. Well, I just pulled up the summons itself, the yeah. actual image of the summons that's posted on MormonThink.com, uh-huh. and I think the guy who filed the suit is actually one of the founders of MormonThink. Yes, yeah. So uh, he he posted it, and it and and the the the, uh, the fraudulent things uh, that he's claiming are in order. They start with the Book of Abraham. Uh-huh. Being a literal translation of Egyptian papyri, which is silly. Then they go to the Book of Mormon translated from the gold plates. Then Native Americans are descended from an Israelite family which left Jerusalem in 600 BC. Then Joseph Smith and Hiram, Joseph and Hiram Smith were killed as martyrs in 1844 because they would not deny their testimony of the Book of Mormon, which right. is interesting because that is something that's portrayed by the Mormon Church and isn't accurate. Right. Um. Then the Illinois newspaper called the Nauvoo Expositor had been destroyed because it printed lies about Joseph Smith, also false. Right. Uh, and then there were no, uh, there was no death on the planet. Six hundred. Yeah. So, so the 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 headline ones are actually the last ones listed in yeah. the list in the in on the summons itself. Huh. Anyway, uh, I think that's all very. Uh, yeah, it's going to amount to nothing, but it's fun. Oh, I I just like. What it brings up. Yeah, exactly. And I, and That's I, the point. I like that it pointed out something that was completely new for me that I should have already thought about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like because you, I get complacent in my atheism all the time. Sure. You know, where I just kind of have it, I have it figured out and I haven't thought about certain aspects of it for a little <laughs> while. And then that came up and I was just like, holy shit, I think that's amazing. <laughs> if he gets his tithing back... I'm jumping on the class action suit. <laughs> he won't get his tithing. Back. I want my money back. I think that's pretty well established. I gave a lot of money to that damn church. <sighs> yeah. And that was just as a kid. I know. I got out before I paid, like, adult wages, but oh anyway. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, I'd be so pissed. Oh. Well, I'm pissed about my parents, how much they've given me I the church. know. To my dad's dying day, he gave 10% of everything that came into him. Mm. 
There you go. And then and then that's included in when people say that that believers give more than right in charitable it's, donations. That's charity. Yeah. yeah. No, that's paying dues to go to the temple. That's so. Oh, that <laughs> that just gets my knickers in a twist. Argo <laughs> Argo. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you the story of a sad young man. Oh. Besieged by strife. Oh, ooh. going down a bad road. Oh, that is, yeah. Okay. Uh, young Mister Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you heard of him? Yeah, little yeah. Justin. So what's going on? I don't understand. Like, what? Well, what's religiousy about Bieber? Well, I mean, as you know, he's been in trouble lately. Yeah. So he needs to repent. Drag drag racing drunk in Miami. Yeah. Getting himself uh, arrested. You know for. Spray painting down right. in, in Brazil. I like the whole thing. Have you seen the thing of uh, trying to uh, revoke his green card? The petition yes, yes. To revoke his green card. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, uh, he's decided he needs spiritual help. Has he? Uh, apparently, no, he hasn't. Uh, apparently, he has. He's been going to church uh, at a uh, at a church, the Hillsong New York City mega church, led by Pastor Carl Lentz. No, uh, a personal friend of Bieber's. No, and uh, and he Bieber has decided that he would like a baptism. <laughs> no, no, they, no. Uh, they're searching for a place uh, worthy in, of his in, baptism in, Mad- in Manhattan with a private pool, L- to large have, enough to pack in the crowds to have a baptism-like ceremony with Hillsong. Baptism-like? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh my God. Don't get his hair wet. <laughs> so, oh, so this is going to be baptism by immersion. I guess so. They're going to dunk the kid. Let me tell you something. After that, it's the straight and narrow for this boy. He'll be, <laughs> he'll be, uh, I'm sure. A Bible thumping. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, just straight Christian as an arrow. music recording. Yeah. Uh, all Christian music. You won't see any more pictures of this guy sucking on boobies on no. the internet anymore. Oh, my God. You all you'll see from him is just good clean living. Yeah. It because we all know when you get baptized, you stop sinning. The demons are out. They're gone. You start anew. You're safe. Christ is in your life. <laughs> You've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because Jesus comes into you through the water. That's no, that it, it, Did you not read anything <laughs> of the Bible? No, you 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 that washes off your your sin and then the peace the the dove the holy spirit yeah descends upon you and with Christ's spirit and like poops on you like Jesus's love gets pooped by the dove if that's what you <laughs> if that's what as yes sure yeah yeah look right. yeah all i know about doves is that they get killed by seagulls and crows <laughs> that's all i know so yeah, well, that's the, great. The that's Biebs. great. This is really happening. Salvation for, for the Beebs. You didn't find this on some satire website? Unless, well, I mean, Poe's Law could be in effect here. <laughs> but no, this is on the HuffPost religion page. Yeah. And apparently, and Justin's tweeted a few things. He tweeted, love to my guy at Carl Lentz NYC for the amazing sermon at church this morning. Love you, man. I broke down today. Thank you. Smiley face. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I hate this whole thing. He, he also tweeted. Oh, Bieber. On, one, on Monday, he sent this message. He's a bel- blessed believer. to do this. Now he's a believer. Now he's a believer. He's a he's the real believer he's now. The believer. His fans are uh, are hoping that his faith will do well. The hashtag pray for Justin is uh, oh. is was trending. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Hashtagged faith. That's great. <sighs> oh, Bieber. I don't even know what to do with that. Gross. Oh, yeah. All around gross. So, but th- isn't that wonderful how religion works that way? It's great. He's sucking forgiven. on titties one day. Yeah. Boozing it up. DUIing it up. Yeah. Endangering you know. lives with, with with his clearly excellent influence in his life father. And all of, yeah, and all of his, and, and then his he's able entourage. To like, and then, boom, done. He's, he, it's, his slate is clean. He's got a clean slate. Why? Why would you deny him that? I don't know. Just go ahead and take your clean slate, Justin. You get out there and you make the world your oyster. <laughs> yeah. You're Let's good, see how long this lasts. You're good Christian oyster. Uh, there you go. I say he needs to be. He needs to be deported. Send him, <laughs> send him back to welcome. Canada. He's not welcome here anymore. He, well, he's proven himself to be a menace to society. Hey, well, but he's an entertaining menace. Yeah. We, we love a good entertaining menace. Yeah, but they have a special green... Did you know the entertainers get a... There's a special green card <laughs> that they get. <laughs> that they don't have to leave If you're of a stuff. certain status <laughs> yeah. in the entertainment industry, you get this, like, gold platinum... <laughs> it's a gold card. Like, green card <laughs> from the U.S. government, and you're just you're just here. You're in. You're fine. Good. You're fine. No, no legal worries with your immigration. Right, Nothing. You're right. just here. You're fine. Yeah. Boom. Special green card. We'll revoke the damn thing. It'd be nice, but come on. No, come on. There's nothing. No. There's, there is nothing Americans want more than to see more Bieber, like, train wreck. Let the train wreck happen elsewhere. The train wreck <laughs> doesn't have, have to happen here. Let we, it happen up in Canada. That train wreck cannot happen anywhere it cannot happen as well anywhere else in the world. You need Miami for that train wreck to really You happen. put him in Miami. We need to get him to Vegas. We need just to, there needs to be the Bieber Express. It just goes from Vegas to Miami <laughs> to like New Jersey and back forget, to Vegas. Uh, you can get into some trouble in New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. We, we need Bieber in New Orleans. Yeah. Hashtag Bieber in New Orleans. <laughs> Hashtag get Bieber to NOLA. Yeah, that's what it's yeah, all about. No, I know. I know, but it's. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I signed the damn thing. Yeah, well. I didn't actually. I wasn't going to put my name on that. No. I'd rather use my name for more productive things. More productive, useless petitions. Petitions. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, I choose my battles. Uh, all right. Well, if you'd like to uh, join in on the conversation at all at any time, uh, you can email us. Our email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Yeah, or uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Yeah, you can like us there and mm-hmm. get all of our wonderful uh, updates that yeah. come through daily. See pictures. Often multiple times a day. Of things. Yeah, it's fantastic. Memes to share with yeah. the world. share please share mm. uh and or of course you could leave us a voicemail our telephone number is 424-666-8442 and you can just leave a message it is indeed and uh we might just play it on the show who knows uh so, so for those of you who uh listened who watched the ken ham uh uh bill nye 
debate mm. on the interwebs, we're now going to listen to a respo- a, a much more reasonable response or a much more reasonable take on on uh, the whole creation thing. But the source is the what's source shocking is, here. Yeah. Hey, Christians, if your voice of reason sometimes turns out to be Pat Robertson, <laughs> you're in trouble! <laughs> Let's face it. There was a bishop in the Middle Ages there, uh, 1800 something, uh, who added up the dates listed uh, in Genesis, and he came up with a world that had been around for 6,000 years. There ain't no way that's possible. You know, anybody that's in the oil business knows that he's drilling down. He drilled down 2,000 uh, excuse me, two miles, three miles, four miles underground. You're coming into all these layers that were laid down by the dinosaurs. And we have skeletons of dinosaurs that go back about uh, 1.65 million years. And to say that it all came about in 6,000 years is just nonsense. And I think the time we we come off of that stuff and say this isn't possible. And, but, I mean, so there was a big bang. So that doesn't mean it came spontaneously. Nobody knows what caused the big bang, but I say God did it. God's in charge of all this. God's in control, and um, he is the author of all life. But um, we've got to be realistic that the dating of Bishop Usher just doesn't comport with anything that is found in science. And, you know, you you can't just totally deny um, the geological formations that are out there, the rock formations and all the things that go all over the world, especially the bones. And we we have found uh, a a Pterosaurus rex out there in in Oregon or someplace, I mean, a full skeleton. And that baby was laid down about 65 million years ago. So I mean, let's let's be real. Let, let's not be. Uh, let's not make a joke of ourselves. <clears throat> but I don't believe in so-called evolution as it is currently presented as as non-theistic. I believe that God started it all, and He's in charge of all of it. But the fact that you have uh, progressive evolution under His uh, control. That doesn't hurt my my faith at all. But uh, this thing, you know, we just can't be playing this usher. Bishop Usher, God bless him, rest his soul in peace. He was just off. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is it me or did did Pat Robertson just say all of the right things? He said er everything in there was perfect. Except, Except, I will say this. I love that at the beginning... He says, you know, this bishop from the Middle Ages or, you know, the <laughs> 1800s, which is funny because actually Bishop Osher was from neither of those periods. When was he from? Uh, he was born in 1581, died in oh. 1656. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But nonetheless. Nevertheless. He, this, this is, uh, Pat Robertson, God damn it. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Um because, yeah, I mean, I I am gonna be sad the day that Pat Robertson dies. Me too. I am because he's just one big surprise after another. <laughs> he's just it, he's just looniness followed by just incredibly well thought out stance on it's on it, what on what faith and creation and what God is. It's like hitting right? a pinata and literally <laughs> not having any fucking clue what's gonna come falling out. Right. It's no, amazing. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> it's like he has this idea of like, God, well, yeah, God is behind the Big Bang. 
I have no problem. If you want to believe that God's behind the Big Bang, you know what? We can get along in this universe. And that God is... And you know the, what I mean? Because evolution is clearly true, and yeah. God's God's directing it, or God yeah. started it. Sure. I mean, he basically God's takes the... idea. in it. Who cares? He basically takes the idea that, like, God set up the dominoes and knocked the first one, and now and yeah. it's just happening. What a cush job that is. <laughs> A lot of work. He's retired. God is retired. It would explain Clearly, a lot. God is retired. No, but like, you know what? That but that's a neighbor you can have. That's somebody. Yeah. That's somebody on, who can. That's a conservative religious guy who can be on your school board, and you don't have to worry about anything. Right. With right. that. With that stance. Now I wouldn't want Matt Robertson he, on my school board. He but has you know other I mean? stances. Like, he has other stances that are worrisome. terrifying. But like, but like, if if he can just be reasonable enough. It's like half the time this guy's talking absolute lunacy and stuff that would scare the bejesus out of us. <laughs> and the other half, like half the time he's saying that hurricanes are caused by lesbians and gays. Right. And then the other, and, and abortions. Right. And then the next day he's saying, well, tornadoes, oh no, those are just, you know, when the hot air, when the warm air comes through, <laughs> what you have, you have two fronts that collide and that creates a system of pressure. And- Dan, that's not contradictory because like one's about hurricanes, the other one's about tornadoes. They're clearly two different phenomena. <laughs> Entirely one different is, weather One weather is patterns. used by God as a tool and the other one's not. One is caused every time you have an abortion, and the other <laughs> is just weather. And that's that is this man in a he, nutshell. He's a nutty. Nutty, he nutty, nutty guy. You do not know what's going to cut yeah. you. I. It's the yeah. magic eight ball. Yeah. That you just don't know. And just, I love just shake it. it. Just shake him. I, shake him. I want him to live at my house. Just so that I can talk to, just like every morning, I will get up and I will just throw something at him and see what happens. You, you don't want him living in your house. You want him as your next door neighbor. Yeah, next door neighbor is good. You know, the guy yeah. across the street. Yeah, exactly. You know. But he has to sit out on his porch so that every day I can come out to him and I can be like, "Well, what about this?" And well, he'll just say something at me, and I'll just, <laughs> "Okay, Pat, that's amazing. Bye." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, can you imagine drinking with that guy? I want him drunk. I want to see that man. Oh, he's drunk. been drunk on the show, guaranteed. <laughs> he's probably always he's drunk. Always drunk. <laughs> he's just a big old alcoholic. Oh, good lord. Oh boy. Okay. Well, well we've we got some email, we right? We do. We have lots of email. We're gonna. We, we are we powering through like last week? We're gonna power, but not. I'm, I'm not bringing in as much. Okay. Um, and I'm. You know, we're we're gonna. Just so you all, you folks all know, when you write to us, we'll tr- we try and get to what we can. We pull out the things that are that that are you know, we. It's not a matter of like who's worthy and who's not. It's just right. what's useful to today's podcast. Yeah. So. What can we work with? Right. So, um, Mark wrote in and said, first uh, first of all, I recently saw Frank's documentary, Natural Family Values. Woo-hoo! There's a plug for you, Franklin. Yeah, it's available on Amazon.com. Everybody, yeah, go see it's, Natural uh, you Family can rent Values. It. You can rent it for a dollar ninety nine. That's, that's it. That's cheap to watch a yeah, a, a, a good nice, little well made documentary. Uh, ooh, if if you do say so yourself, I do say so myself. <laughs> it is. I got, nice. I got some high praise on that documentary. Absolutely. So, but um, there's that one that you so, can watch. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and he says, "For great job, Frank." Oh, well, thank you. He says, "Growing up in Utah, I'm very familiar with Canab, which is uh, which features heavily in it, and uh, yeah. and the overall culture of Utah. But still, it was very interesting to see it through the view of a lens." So there you go. Uh, he wanted to mention, and I, this is something that we can't really share with our our audience, but he his wife made it in, onto a top hundred, a list of the top hundred coolest Mormon women uh, alive today, 
yeah and his wife has resigned from the church she was she hasn't been <laughs> at the church for a year which is <laughs> and so, yet she's on the list she made the list she is a cool Mormon. which really bothers them well i love his uh because people are like hey that's awesome you're i mean who cares if whether you're mormon or not anymore just being on a top 100 list that's awesome right and, and then his he, response is unbelievable well, amazing. He's, so he said when we mention it to non-mormons they don't understand why it bothers us so badly uh and then he he ex- he says i think he might be going a little far myself but he says it's like being listed on the top 100 coolest Jonestown's drink drinkers or the top 100 coolest bigots, the top 100 coolest Nazis, the top 100 coolest Bernie Madoff fans. I think you might be heading down a slightly extreme road there, Mark. <laughs> Not for nothing, but... Um, uh, it makes me laugh really hard. You did- because that's, that is... Totally extreme. But you have, like, for people to understand, because people do not generally understand ex-Mormons' feelings about Mormonism. Right. Because if they're, if they are, you know, grew up Catholic or grew up whatever, and as an adult they don't practice it, they don't understand. It's totally different. Mormonism just... It's it, fucking hell. It just it won't leave you alone. Twenty levels more intense than you than than any of these other religions. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it it's a lot. Anyway, and therein lies the cult claim. But yeah, anyways, exactly. Um, we were also written to by Shane uh, in Texas, uh, mm-hmm. who who said who wanted to relay this story. Uh, the other day, I was called to jury duty in Fort Worth uh, during the selection process, which involves fifty. Plus potential jurors, four lawyers, the judges and the judge and her staff. The lawyers go around asking personal questions that you must answer in front of the group. This was a juvenile case, and the lawyers were asking each person how many children they have and if they spank their children. They all they all they already knew this from the online questionnaire. When the lawyer finally came to me, got to me, I simply said no children. To which she responded, looking at a printout from the online questionnaire, "What's the fl- flying spaghetti monster?" unable to think i said in front of everyone there was a religious preference question i was making fun of it i'm an atheist and don't care about religion (laughs) trying to move on in a hurried manner she said okay thank you i was just curious (laughs) wow in a courtroom on the record you you're you're in trouble now mister (laughs) there you go anyway i think that that's that's awesome Apparently, there was a, a self-announced pastor staring directly at him who was not amused Ooh. in the courtroom. There you go. All right. Don't, don't, did it get you out of... He never actually claimed, says if it got him out of jury duty. Huh. That, yeah. that would be good to know. Anyway, uh, Chelsea wrote in, um, says, What the hell, guys? A meetup on a Wednesday? Uh-oh. I live in Cache Valley and have two school-aged children, blah, 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 blah. Sorry. We... We're having our meetup this coming Wednesday. Yeah. So if you listen to this on Thursday, you've... Too bad. It's too late. Too late. Uh, but we're going to post a thing. So, so so by this Wednesday, you do mean February 12th. The 12th of February. 2014. Of 2014. It's going to be at 7 p.m. in the evening. It is that. But to get the location... Which we haven't secured yet. Correct. But to get the location, you have to email us. You have to email us. We're going to try and put a thing up on the uh, Facebook page that you can that you can just jump Click on. Click on to say that you're coming, and then we know to get back in touch with you. Right. Yeah. So uh, so do uh, get on that. Let us know. 
Um, if you've already written to us, it might not hurt to write to us again because uh, no, we have a record of it. Yeah, don't I just don't. List? I just don't want to have lost somebody in the mix. Okay. Anyway, that concerns me. You and I <laughs> are not the most organized people on the planet. I think I can find the emails of people okay. who've already written. Okay. It. If you've just, already written in, you're fine. I'll, okay. I can go through and I'll make sure that you get a response. How's okay. That? Anyway. Which will be coming out very soon. Very, very, very soon. Okay. Um, so hopefully like today or tomorrow or something. But but as soon as you write in, you'll get you'll get your response. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, anyway, but yes, if you're if you're a parent stuck in Cash Valley, then you know you don't get to come this time. Right. But there will be others. There will be others. There will be others. So no, don't worry too much about it. Um, the last email I wanted to bring up was uh, from... Oh, shoot. I don't have your name here. Where are you? Uh, Nicholas. Uh-oh. That's oh, who it was. Okay. Uh, Nicholas, uh, who wrote a lot, but I'm just going to pull out a few quick things. He he had three different things that, that, that he wanted us to talk about. Uh, what would... So one of the things was that he wanted to agree with uh, my take when we talked to Bogosian, Pete, Pete Bogosian, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which was that, well, I don't know that this was specifically when we talked to Pete Bogosian, but he he said that, you know, he he's a he's a teenager, he's a young kid, but, but okay. he grew up very, very uh, Christian. Mm-hmm. And even after he started questioning everything, it took him a while to become, to say, atheist. And the reason was because... Uh, angry atheists. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, he said that in the area in which he lived, uh, he was already getting a one-sided spin on atheism, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. But even uh, in taking these in, uh, from an objective point of view, one thing that made, made me refuse to call myself an atheist, I saw it as just another religion. Why? Because when you argue pointlessly, attempt to get others to join your ranks in pushy ways and yell in general, that's what you sound like. That, that was an interesting point. And I and and I think that does play into the reason why I don't think uh, that the angry atheist that we should be playing into the the angry atheist sort of meme that's spread around. Well, yeah, I don't want to be I don't want to be known for my anger. Right. That's not the emotion that I want associated with me. Right. And a lot of people, you, you know? know, we've actually heard a lot of feedback that that like because we're not grumpy all the time right we were the ones that allowed someone to feel like oh okay maybe we can maybe i can call myself an atheist and right. not be associated with only assholes or people who were a little on the angry side and mm. who've, who've let it go yeah we've yeah. had a couple of those come in as well yeah so we encourage you to to release your anger yeah and and love the fact that this it, world is a crazy fucked yeah. up place well, for all of us it's it's just not worth it no why live your life angry? Life is way too short to be an angry atheist. Just have fun. Have a f- be a fun atheist. Yeah, a fun theist. <laughs> you you don't like that truncation? No. Okay. Um, we right. also he Nicholas also said he, okay. So this we're about to get on a touchy subject. Nicholas, you're going to get me in trouble here, man. Uh, Dan, you've mentioned your drug use multiple times. <laughs> Wow, Dan. <laughs> Only briefly for obvious reasons, and though you may have let it slip before. Uh, but could you share some of your thoughts on illegal drugs and or drug use in general? 
As a teenager, I'm constantly bombarded with the war on drugs, and as an inquisitive mind, I've learned to take anything uh, based on in sensationalism with a grain of salt. Is, so is this is this a little peek at, <laughs> at, at what your persona is now on the show, that I, you are the druggie? I don't the, know. The, the... <laughs> okay, let's clear something up. I have I have used illegal drugs in my time, but only very rarely, never regularly have I ever It's not habitual. No, by no means. You've never been addicted no. to anything. No. And I'm fortunate in the sense that I don't have an addictive personality, but I don't right. I also don't have the personality that's attracted to being uh chemically enhanced very much. So I've right. tried things in a spirit of curiosity. Sure. Um sure. And like like most Americans who when they are seeking a little distraction, a little alcohol, yes. a little booze it up. Sure. So let's talk about this just briefly because I, it, I think it is an important topic and I think that uh, we don't speak honestly with teenagers about it. And I mm. think that we need to. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I will say this, uh, Nicholas. There are some drugs that are not going to do you much harm. You know, I think I think we've seen now with the legalization of pot in certain countries or certain uh, states and stuff. Right. It's probably okay, but here's the deal: you, teenage brains are different than adult brains, yeah. and you actually do run the risk of rewiring yourself in a way that that could hurt you. Yeah, that's true. So it's the truth is that I would encourage you if you're going to experiment with drugs. Wait until your 20s. Yeah. Wait until like your mid-20s. It's just going to be a lot safer. You yeah. run the risk of changing things that you can't unchange. Right. Now, that said, you know, I, teenagers experiment and whatever. If you do something once or twice, I mean, you're not going to die. Right. You're going to be fine with weed. You're going to be fine. I don't. Here, okay. Here's, here's don't something. Don't do it, but it's not going to kill you. Here's what I would say. I don't, and it's it's really the reason why, like I, I of course, I, I actually had two semesters in, in college that were, um, I smoked a lot of pot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's and not I mean, just me, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody on this podcast has done some, as a matter of fact, you and I, I've, we've, we've done, we might have done a thing or two together. I, I, yes, I think I helped introduce you to something. Else, actually. But anyways, um, nonetheless, I had that moment in college where it was out of control every day, mm. like getting baked. Right. Right. Which is something that I totally do not recommend to anybody. But uh, I enjoy, I, I, I would enjoy smoking pot on a right, on a, on a, on a, you know, semi-regular, semi-regular basis. How I don't know. It's it's nice. Um, if it weren't for the fact, and this is just this is me. This is me. Right. It. I don't want the repercussions of if I got caught. Yeah. I really don't. This is a problem. Like I, Nicholas, I, I just don't want to deal with that. It's not for nothing. You know, it's not a known a non-issue that these yeah. things are illegal. Yeah. You can get in serious trouble for this shit. Yeah. Exactly. Like. That drug policy in the United States sucks. Right. And I and so me, I weighed it for myself and I and I so I I don't I don't want the risk. If it is all of a sudden marijuana is legal in the United States, cross the board, you know, like we yep. see this movement going forward. 
I would have no problem going down to a little store and picking up a little this or a little that. And, and, and every now and then smoking. And, have, you know, yeah. Kicking back every so often. Yeah. That, that, I, I, I totally see that as, like, a possibility in my life. But while it's, like... While it's illegal. While it's illegal, I just... It's just not worth it. I just can't... At this point in my life, I just can't accept that right. that's something that I, I need to be doing. Now, here's here's the thing. Uh, I may have talked about the fact that I've, you know, I've we I've tried mushrooms, mm-hmm. psychedelic mushrooms yeah. and stuff. The, those are, you know, weed mushrooms are literally, when you look at actual scientific breakdowns, are the least dangerous sure. of these drugs. Yeah. The second you start setting foot into things like opiates. Oh, boy. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman died this week mm-hmm. because he couldn't kick a heroin, a heroin habit that he had for his whole fucking life. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, once like there the, are the statistics that you don't even go near the statistics on her, on heroin addiction and on other opiate addiction. I think with heroin, you have a one percent chance of kicking an addiction, and you don't one really? percent. Are you serious? That's what I heard. That's crazy. Like, yeah. It's insane. What, and you have no control over whether you get addicted or not. Right. It's just how you're wired. It's how you're wired. And you, you literally know until... Until it's already happened. Yeah. 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 Like, you can feel like, oh, I'm totally in control. I'm totally in control. But there can be just that one moment, and then you're stuck. I and mean, here's the thing about illegal drugs, that, I, that especially this, the, the kind that we're talking about right now. Right. Um, is uh, there's a story this week in Maryland about... The, uh, the actually like the state is like going out and doing outreach with like known addicts and saying, do not do heroin right now because the stuff that's on the market is, is like tainted with some, um, painkiller that's used typically only mm. with like cancer patients. Right. Like it's for extreme pain and they've laced it with that because their supply sucked. So they put in a lot of filler and then they put in this other drug. But what, what happens is that. That the 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 the, your, the normal dose that you would be used to is ten ten to a hundred times stronger than what you're used to. Whoa! And so people are over are ODing like left and right. Right. And so and like, the thing is, you have no control. You have over no control. Any of that it's stuff. not regulated. It's not like Nobody... there's nothing safe about it. These are the, the, the <clears throat> drug the drug supply. They're just trying to fill the demand, and if they need to like cut it with something, they need to put something else in it to make it seem like it's like no, 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 right? Nobody's so something nobody's that's like watching organic, over their shoulder. That kind of grows, and you can look at it, and you're like, oh, it's just dried leaves. Not that these are totally <laughs> safe either. <laughs> what? Like like weed. Well, weed is a, a pretty safe thing. It's probably safer than alcohol. Sure, but yeah. But there's it's, still risks. There's still risks there. Absolutely. And the other thing... Saying that it's safer than alcohol doesn't exactly make it... Right. Yeah. yeah and the other thing right. is that, that... And this is really important to me. If you're taking drugs because you're trying to fill... To, to medicate something. Yeah. If you're taking drugs because you feel bad and you want to feel better. If you're doing... Oh. If you're drinking alcohol because you feel bad and you want to feel better. Right. If you're filling a void... Right. You're in danger town. Right. That's ex- that's actually when addiction happens, or mm. when you know when even psychological addiction, even if it's not chemical addiction, right. you can start to feel you dependent. Build a dependency, yeah, and that's dangerous. If you're doing something out of a spirit of curiosity, you want to see what it's about. You're you're in a lot safer of a position, but there's no safe way to do any drug, and I include 
tobacco, I include alcohol in that. There's no yeah. totally safe way to do it. Yeah. There are safer ways and and more dangerous ways. Just be on your guard because you're messing with your body's chemistry. Yeah. And the truth is that, that messing with your chemistry is something that you should be careful with. Yeah. I think that's... And we should stop before we get in any trouble. I don't know. We and, may and have already what, gotten what's, into what's the now the legal um, line that we need to say? <laughs> right. Uh, every time we've done drugs, it was in a place where it was legal. <laughs> no, that's no, that's, but that's not, not true. true. That's just a lie. The, no, I th- I think the 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 thing that I would be most concerned about is that we're not, not encouraging neither, anyone. We're to not do encouraging drugs. anybody to do drugs. In fact, I I, th- I think the message here was wait. Mm-hmm. Um, until you're a little bit older and have and a better, if better you're going grip to, on things. And if you're going to do them, go to Colorado. <laughs> yeah, find a place where it's legal. <laughs> the idea is uh, we don't think you should do them. But if you do, be careful. There is care that is needed. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I know. We don't know. know the laws, so we're, we might be arrested. If we don't have a, a, a show next week, you'll know why. Moving on. Yes, anyway. indeed. We spent too much time on that. Yeah. Well, uh, what are we looking at here? Okay, we're we are not running out of time, of course, but we've we've gone for a little while, Dan. So I want to play these. Are you done with emails? Yes. All right. Um, I've got a couple voicemails I'd like to play. Uh, let's see. We have one from Christine, and uh, she's uh, she's kind of joining in this conversation that was started um, a few weeks ago by. Like Josh, we had an email from him. He was the atheist dad who's going through a divorce. Mm. Uh, that will jog some people's memories, hopefully. Um, and uh, the the ex wife or soon to be ex wife has is is religiousy now with a boyfriend who, yeah, all that stuff. So let's go ahead and uh, just have a listen. Okay. Hi guys, this is Christine from North Carolina. Um, I have a thought uh, for the dad who is going through the divorce. Um, First of all, I think you guys hit two big points really well. First of all, some random dude is hitting your kid. Time to talk to the lawyer, so thank you for that. And I was thinking, yeah, could you use some Bogosian-style questions with your child? So that was good to hear. Uh, The other thing that I thought of was some stuff that I learned from Dale McGowan. Uh, He wrote Parenting Beyond Belief or was one of the editors for that and uh, Raising Freethinkers. And I think the two really important things are to express your total acceptance of your child, no matter what they believe, and that may not be the message that's coming from the mother in this situation, so that could help too. And the message that you can change your mind about what you believe as many times as you need to, and that's okay. You can change your mind a hundred times. Uh, we're raising our kids to be questioning free thinkers and when I told my daughter that, even she seemed so relieved. So that could, you know, help forge a connection with this child. Um, so thanks for doing the work that you do, and um, I'll be happily listening. Have a good one. God, right, cool. That's, I love that so yeah. much. Yep. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. Yep. That's what you tell them. You tell them they can change their mind. Yeah. None of it's set in stone. That's gives them a so lot of freedom. Brilliant. They know they can always come to you, even if there's a moment when they're a believer. Yeah, it's not going to matter. And it feels it, at the same time it feels freeing, and it feels like oh, dogma isn't necessarily real. Right. If I get to change my mind, then maybe this isn't 
absolute truth. Hmm. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. All right. And then uh, we have another uh, voicemail. Um, oh, th- th- John, this is John. He has something to add to our conversation mm-hmm. about um, having believer friends. Yes. As as an atheist, how do you how do you how do you deal with that? I guess. Hey, Frank and Dan. It is John from Indiana again. I'm catching up on what you guys were doing in the last couple podcasts, and you mentioned something about Facebook and religious friends. I made a joke one time, and it was pretty much just it said, "I love Jesus, but I'm still gonna make him wear a condom," and I lost probably like a hundred plus people and I got like dirty messages and phone calls about how that's not right. And it wasn't nice. And I just thought I'd share that with you. That's right. But <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you're, you're clearly working on uh, keeping those believing friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. You make a joke like that, by the way, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's but a great yeah, line. you're going to, you're going to lose a couple of Christians off of your feed. <laughs> At that point, that's going to happen. <laughs> you little shit. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. All right, donors, Dan. Uh, we do have some donors. Some people have donated to our show, and we greatly appreciate it. Let us let me just pull that up real quick. Uh, we had we had Gregory, who made a, a lovely one-time donation. Oh, thank you, thank Gregory. you, Gregory. We had Sam, who also who is a monthly subscriber now. Oh. And Sarah, Excellent. who has uh, who has made a, a one-time donation. Oh, well, thank you, Sarah. So thank you awesome. all. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out a lot. Yeah. And uh, and if you also want to donate to us, yeah. please feel free to go to thankgodimatheist.com. Mm-hmm. Click on the support link. Yeah. Uh, and, and and you can give us some, yeah. some of your hard-earned money. Feel free to hit pause. Yeah. Right? Do it right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. We'll don't, be, don't we'll delay. Be, we'll be here we'll, when you we'll get stay. back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll stay. We'll wait. <laughs> Just hit that pause. <sighs> All right. So... <laughs> We're moving on to okay. Here's our discussion. We 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 listened to the Ken Ham uh, Mm -hmm. Bill Nye debate. Yes, Uh, more or less. More or or less. I I wasn't looking forward to it. You more me a little less. Right. I listened to the whole thing. You couldn't handle the whole thing. Well, it's not that I couldn't handle it. I um I was busy doing something else. I put it in on. I was on in the background. Right. It's just the background audio while I was trying to get some other stuff done, and so. I didn't give it the attention that I should have. Sure. But nonetheless, I, I have a gist of, of, of the whole thing. Right. And, you know, we 100,000 people all sort of did write-ups of it. And I'm sure you yeah. read that and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. I mean, th- but that's that's not what we're talking about. That's not the point of what we're talking about. Um, and we're not even going to talk about one of the subjects that I thought we might talk about, which was the question of whether or not a debate such as that is of value. Which oh, I don't we're know. We're not talking about that? Is well, that we, not a value? We, we could bring that in. That? We could bring that in too. Okay, but that because wasn't. I I do. That that's always something that's on my mind. Of like, uh, what? <sighs> were were minds changed? Or well, uh, that's one you know? question. The other question is: Is cha- the changing of minds the goal? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that it is because it can't be because nobody's mind changed. You're not going to change anybody's mind with that. Well, but I mean, not in the room in the moment, but with all the continued attention online, mm. mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, you know, like at mm. a certain point, you are going to, you know, as somebody who might be kind of on the fence or having doubts, these kind of events do get a lot of material out. Sure. And and kind of it kind of causes a little dust up on the internet and so now there's all this stuff kind of floating around that that might actually end up landing 
in a really good in front of somebody who really needs it. Right, but minds might be changed out. in both directions. They're, oh no. No, no. I I think No, no, no. Nobody nobody ended up being a believer after that thing. Here's here's what I would have to say. I saw a poll, Dan, from a Christian organization, ninety two percent of people uh polled felt that Bill Nye won. Fine. The debate. Fine. But so that doesn't seem like to me that it was a good moment <laughs> for the believers. Well, okay. Right. But now, here's the thing. Well, I don't think that, like, again, people who are entrenched in their belief, it doesn't do anything for them. But people who are just kind of, you know. Listening? Yeah. Here's here's what I think. Here, and here's here's where it becomes problematic for me, is that what Bill Nye has done is set up his view as being on a par with the view of Ken Ham. Like, worthy of, let's explore both of these topics and see which one falls out You're saying it lifts Ken Ham. I'm saying it raises Ken Ham from a place where he should be, like, society should be treating him as a freak. Right. Like, some, like, fringe... But it exposes it at the same time. So, yes. It gets people talking about it and showing and, 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 and why right. he, 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 he's, he's French. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't, does it really lift that much? I mean, it's not like the president of the United States debated him. No. You know what I mean? Like, it, well, it was and, Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> yes. Indeed. But I, I mean, I've never really thought was like one of the great luminaries of atheism. No, you know, no. What I, mean? I mean, he do, he only recently has started speaking out on this on this type. Well, that's of true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I I don't know. He's clearly passionate about it. Mm-hmm. He's and and he's passionate about science, and he's really worried. And that's what's great. Yeah, about about the state of science in the United States of America. Well, he's using his his. He's made it a goal, clearly, to improve science education Indeed. in this country, Indeed. which is a fantastic and admirable goal. And which he's been doing for decades Desperately, now. desperately needed. Yeah, but now it's like, it's it's not just I'm promoting science, it's now I'm terrified of this thing that like, needs to be pushed back. Right, a specter that has raised its ugly yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've we've done that conversation. Anyway, so what we wanted to discuss was this. We, you know, you hear Ken Ham, and here's the thing: his whole take on this, on on the creation thing, it, he's a Bible literalist. He's yeah. a young Earth creationist. You're God in heaven, and but he's not ignoring science. He's taking science and putting his giant spin on it. So, right. so he's making claims like there's two different kinds of science. There's observational science, and we heard this when we were in when we it, were in it Dallas. Was very familiar sounding to me. Yeah. Well, because Dal- the 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 museum that we went to in Dallas was run by like I mean it's inspired by Ham and his group. Right. And so they're using the same arguments. But yes, there's observational science, the things that we see and we can observe and blah blah blah. Right. And those things prove that m- microevolution actually occurs. Right. And then there's historical science, and we can't see that. All we can do is look at the evidence of it, and then it's just a matter of whose interpretation is correct of all of the evidence I'm, of th- the This history. whole thing confuses me as to what science is. Well, that's, is that, that's is the that thing. Is that the goal of the whole thing, is to like confuse the young mind as to like... Because it sounds like science is just like, is a thing. That science is this, like, historical science? Well, 
how is there historical science? There were things that happened, and science looks at and examines right. the the history. Right, and and, and Ham's the, the t- <laughs> Ham's tactic is to say we is to separate everything out that happened in the past and say, well, we can't possibly really know because we weren't there. So my guess is as valid as your guess. Right. My interpretation of, you know, whatever evidence you bring up is as valid as yours because none of us were there. Well, obviously that's bunk. (laughs) That is utter moronic bullshit. Right. But it's it's a compelling case, and it's the best case that you can make if you have to start with believing in a literal Bible interpretation. Right. The best you can do is, well, you weren't there. You don't know for sure. <laughs> you don't know when those dinosaurs were there. Right. You don't know when the ark happened. Right. You don't know about the Great Flood. Right. The Great Flood? No. All those rock layers that you see in the Grand Canyon, those aren't from millions of years of sediment settling in in different ways that's from that's from everything shifting during the flood i i I would love to um try to like make some kind of argument about like um well what you're talking about mr ham is um is historical bible (laughs) like you try and turn the same thing on him you weren't there sir well, i'm amazed that bill nye didn't point that out yeah because there is this whole thing that he kept saying Ham kept saying, you know, there's this book right. that explains all of this. Right. And he loved the phrase, there's this book. It right. was like his big mic drop moment. Uh, <laughs> but the truth is that all all Bill Nye had to say was, wait, were you there? Right. When Jesus, when, that was, when, yeah. when supposedly Jesus did this? Right. Because all you've got is a book that says it. Yeah. Whereas... Of dubious authorship. Right. Exactly. So, uh... How you you can't so how is that more reliable right than what we got right? He never said that. Yeah, well, whatever. Missed opportunity. But here's what we really wanted to discuss because right. another thing happened this week. Yeah, and that was that the LDS Church has the Mormons, the Mormons, in their in 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 their uh, long line Infinite of wisdom, recent uh, posts have po- have put another essay up on their website. Yeah. Uh, ex- explaining what they believe about something um which is amazing they they're on a campaign of like sort of explaining like because their beliefs people are so out there (laughs) that they have to actually basically have a press event to clarify right what now, they believe. Now, you and I came up with an interesting theory as to why all of this is happening oh, right now. We're not but, the only ones thinking this. But, I mean, I... It does smell a little bit like the LDS Church is trying to k- take care of the big arguments, like the big logical and problematic arguments against them before 2016. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like Mitt might be making another run, and that I'm, these guys are paving the way for I'm him. Fairly to, convinced Mitt's running again, and and it and it would make sense because one of the things that he was criticized for was never being willing to talk about his mormonism yeah. and this would pave the way for him to be able to point to things like you know well then you know the blacks and the priesthood thing that was uh, the official stance yeah. here's the official stance now that was some that was then now the mormons are blah 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 anyway right. the newest one that the mormons have come out with and this is all very this is all from a mormon perspective a lot of this is sort of earth-shattering this one's less earth-shattering 
This one, but this one's discussing the real problem of the fact that the Book of Mormon very clearly claims that the native that the natives to the American uh, to the American continents come from a group a family mm-hmm. that that sailed across the ocean from Jerusalem in the year six hundred BC. They well, would, it doesn't say inside you know, your 600 BC, but that's the that's the, the that's general the frame. understanding of it is that it happened in 600 BC. So Lehi and his family built a boat, mm-hmm. made it from the Middle East all the way over to to South America, somewhere. Mesoamerica. Yeah, and that's the claim of the Book of Mormon. That is all yeah. of the Book of Mormon is about the people spawned by that trip, yeah. and it. And so it chronicles like this the, all their their the the rise of nations, mm-hmm. the wars that happened between them, right? And we're talking about like ridiculous wars and ridiculously big nations for the amount of time we're talking about from oh, like the numbers yeah. of people who supposedly came over on the boat, like cities of hundreds of thousands. Oh, huge civilization, right? Yeah, and so, and clearly, so all of this happened in a very short amount of time. And, like, mass killings off as well. Like, these wars describe mass dead. I wish I had the numbers in front of me. But, like, right, we're right. talking ridiculous numbers of dead. Right? Yeah. Um, and it talk, like it really gets into, like, all the, like, the, the, the various different groups. And one of the things that the Book of Mormon never mentions is any other groups that might be their neighbors. Right. Right. Yeah. And so with the, with the statements starting to do is it because in in light of dna evidence Mm. that the native americans who mormons had always taught that the native americans were descendants of the book of mormon people right right that then that they had sort of strayed from the truth so far that they started living as savages (laughs) right why aren't they why don't they have shirts on yeah where did this civilization go right right um and so well clearly they were so sinful and they had strayed from god's words so so far right that they are now these native americans that we see in front of us and that that's sort of their stance on on where Anyway, and boy, did so that DNA, narrative play in the 1830s. That oh, was great. That and they weren't the only ones saying that. Right, yeah. So that right. narrative, in the 1800s. it's like, why are they brown, but they're not black, and blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, we got it. Right. They're Middle Eastern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyways, so, so the so, Book of Mormon is it says absolutely nothing about these other groups. that, that Because DNA, I'm sorry, DNA evidence says that Native Americans are Asian. Right. All right. all of the DNA evidence. There's nothing in there that's that points to the Middle East. No, it all points to people being of of Asian descent. Right. The, the American natives being of Asian descent. That they that they yeah, and so <laughs> so so the Mormons have a problem. Mormons have a big problem on their hands because here they've they've been made they a hundred years ago they were making grand claims about who the Native Americans were. <laughs> DNA evidence comes along says no that's not the case and now they have to figure out well why not right, right? and so basically what they're now saying in the statement is that the 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 they the book of mormon just never mentioned that there were other nations but they're, they're, what what they're saying and this is great so here's what they start with they start with acknowledging the science yeah which is brilliant they say 
at the present time, scientific consensus holds that there that the vast majority of Native Americans belong to the sub branches to sub branches of the Y chromosome haplogroups C and Q, and the mitochondrial DNA haplogroups A, B, C, D, and X, all of which are predominantly East Asian. Right. They acknowledge that freely. Right. Then they go about basically saying, "But that doesn't prove we're wrong." <laughs> They basically outline a few ways in which it's vaguely possible that they could still be right. Right. And technically, that's true. Right. Technically, it's they just could so s- improbable. It's so wildly improbable that no one would, like, if there weren't a book proclaiming it, no one would even give that thought a second thought. No, no, nobody would ever, yeah. It would be, that would be, like, if someone, if some kook just said, hey, what if some of them came from the Middle East? Everyone would go, nope. Right. And it would be over. Yeah, exactly. That would be the end of that discussion. But then they go through and they talk about population bottlenecks, and they talk about genetic drift, and they talk about all of these concepts that are real concepts, very honest scientific concepts that don't really probably apply here, but they're the only way that this could actually work out in their favor. Right. If you apply all of these concepts and really, really apply them, and like if everything went horribly wrong or rather horribly right for them, and a whole bunch of very, very slim chances occurred, right? Maybe, right? But and that's what does, they're hinging on. What this does, though, is it pushes the back the Book of Mormon back to the place that they've that they have tried to kind of keep it, at least in modern times, which is. It's the great test of faith, right? <laughs> that, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm dead serious. That like that. This is this is the crux. When you're out as a as a Mormon missionary, it's the only thing you're pushing is the Book of Mormon. Right. That's the initial thing. You you start off with this whole thing where you're, you 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 build on common ground, right? You say things like, you know, just like you know, we're Mormons, and just like most people, we believe in God. We believe that He created this planet. Right. Right. We believe that he is good and kind and just. I'm translating from Italian as I'm doing this because I know it in Italian. And, and, um, and, but we have a message. He has a new message for this day. Right. 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 And, and that, that message is encapsulated in, in this book that was handed down to Joseph Smith. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And you go through this whole thing. And so your whole thing is to get them, the, these people who, these potential, converts to read the read specific passages from the book of mormon they don't even have to read the whole damn thing right right right. it's about we'll read this part and read this part and then pray about it (laughs) and if you feel good about it that's god's answer that it's true right right and that's the whole gist that's the first time you sit down and talk with somebody i mean i know they've reformed how it all works now but like back in the 90s they were still teaching the discussions and that was the first discussion. I just, I just taught you, dear listener, the first discussion. Right. You know. Of, of, of the Mormon missionary. Very abbreviated. But you were taught to do that. You were taught to, like, do the 30-second discussion or yeah. to do the one-hour discussion. You, you plow know? through. You plow through. Well, so, so what's interesting to me about all of this is that the Mormons is, – is so the Mormons are doing exactly the same thing that Ken Ham was doing to one to some extent, which is start from a conclusion, right, and then try and find evidence that supports the conclusion. Make, yeah, try and make which is obviously the opposite of science. So right. what science does is you start from evidence and work toward a conclusion. Right. 
So they're starting from conclusion and working toward evidence. Right. However, the approach to me seems really different here. It seems more sophisticated or something. It, it's it's just it that seems a little sharper. The thing is that 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 the Mormon Church, first of all, the Mormon Church likes to not come out with a view on a lot of things that might be controversial. Right. Like you don't hear Mormons talking much about evolution. Right. Right. But I have Mormon friends who believe in evolution just fine. Well, I took a class at BYU. Yeah. It was a freshman biology class. That's right. right. And the professor was really clear. He was like, we're going to be talking about things because he knew. He knew there were some kids in, in the audience who had been taught that evolution is bad. Because that, that strain does exist in Mormonism. It does. Right. That, that is definitely out there. My the, father-in-law. Right. Okay. For exactly. Instance. Great. Um, so he know that this professor knows that he has kids in the class who are going to dig in their heels against evolution. And so he, he's like, but this is a biology class, right? This is like day one. <laughs> he's like, this is a biology class. And so we need to understand all the theories that are out there. And so we will be talking about evolution. We're going to, I'm going to be showing you examples of evolution, um, so forth and so on. But none of this needs to be in conflict with your faith, right? You can still believe in God, but God works through nature. God works through natural means. When have we ever seen God just get into the mix and just change everything? We don't. We we don't see that. We don't see that in history. We don't. We, you know, like you see it in the Bible. You all see the it in time. the Bible. You do see it in the Bible. <laughs> but like he was making a point. Like in your own experience, right? When do you see God just like changing things up? Right. Right. You don't see it. So let's work on this assumption. It's the Pat Robertson school of it thought. It is the Pat Robertson. <laughs> that, that God is, is, is behind it all. God right. set the whole thing in motion. And we were talking about like our own beliefs as when we still kind of believed. Um, and my take was, and it's, I think we have the exact same take, was that, that, that like I didn't even believe in the Garden of Eden. No. Right? Like I, the Garden of Eden was just this... It's, it's it's just a, a part of the mythology, right? Right, right. It's 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 a symbolic story. It's something that you can take some some lessons from. I never really understood what they were, but like, <laughs> but but nonetheless, that I I was one who was just like, well, God, if God works through natural means, I'm okay with with humanity at some point. I don't know when that moment is, but I was fine with us. Being primates who right. evolved alongside all the other primates. And at some point, God said, aha, they've evolved now far enough man. and you get to have a soul. Now they are modern man. Right. And they, yeah, and now they have a soul. Something and I can along commune those lines. with them. And a lot of Mormons believe in that And make covenants with them. Right. But, I mean, it just, it's, what's funny to me is that these, these approaches, the ham approach and the Mormon approach feel to me totally different. But they're and the same thing. They're, they're exactly they're the, the same, exact thing. same thing. So it is kind of funny. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, do you feel like the Mormons do this any better? The Mormons in the 70s had a group called Farms. Yeah. Uh, was, the Foundation a... for Ancient Research in Mormon Studies. Yeah. Which, which eh, they basically their whole job was to reconcile real problems in the, in the Book of Mormon with, with reality. Archaeology. <laughs> um, things, you know, things like... The mention of chariots and horses, sure. Which there are no, there's no evidence of horses in the Americas before the Europeans came, right? And mentions of you know, and chariots and swords, and there's no evidence anywhere of any. Well, like, you need the wheel in order to have a chariot. <laughs> well, and there's no evidence of of 
metalworking. Right. Of, of, of enough metallurgy to be able to create a sword. Right. And swords are everywhere in the, right. in the Book of Mormon. Right. So, yeah, they had to, and, and, you know, the papyrus thing that we mentioned earlier. So Farms was trying to, to get all of this stuff uh, locked down. Mm-hmm. They, they, really, they really couldn't lock it all no. down. They tried really hard, though. But now they've got this answer to the to the DNA question. The thing is that the the final thing is when they are faced with something that is just unanswerable because they're just wrong. Right. They have an answer for that too. You just pray about it. It's a test. We it's, don't it's know test, why. Yeah. We don't know why that but, is what it is. But here's the deal. Like I I I do have to say I am kind there's a part of me that's kind of surprised that they would go through all of this like DNA, like mumbo jumbo, you know, um, you know, uh, acrobatics in order uh-huh. to kind of, in order to get to, 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 to justify, to kind of try to show, to, to cast doubt to any readers, sure. you know, the Mormon readers about stuff they're hearing out in, in the world about the book of Mormon and, right. and, and whatnot. But, um, it, that does kind of surprise me because the stance always was, and I always, I always firmly believed that the Book of Mormon was unprovable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it, it never was meant. This was, this was in my Mormon mind that it, the Book of Mormon was not meant to be a book that could be proven, and that was something that God actually didn't want. Hmm. And that, 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 boy, that's an easy out, isn't it? Yeah. And so, and so what you needed was faith. Yeah. You know, and of course I never, I never bought it. I always had problems with Joseph Smith and, and the Book of Mormon because it was just preposterous. But that's where I felt I had to get myself. And that's where I felt like that was the only way it was ever going to work for me. Right. I think it's so funny because what we end up with is a problem of the God of the gaps. Mm. What we end up with is... If you are religious and you are acknowledging science, mm. the areas that we don't understand in the world, which are the areas presumably for which God was created, these yeah. these ideas that we don't understand and that we that are scary to us, you know, initially maybe it was lightning and the fact that sometimes the rain didn't come and then we would all starve, right, or whatever. Uh, and then you know you so you so you invent you say why does this happen? Well, somebody's mad at us and maybe we can figure out a way to make them happy again if we kill a goat. Right. And then, uh, and, and eventually, you know, I look at this, I look at people desperately trying to make the science work with their religious beliefs. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, they're just trying to fill in, uh, they're just trying to fill in these gaps. You know, the, the God of the gaps thing is a, is a, is a, is yeah. a thing. Right. Eventually the gap, the gaps are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But they will always be able to. There, may there will be always fewer be gaps. gaps, but there will always be a gap somewhere. Indeed, and 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 you know it's sad because God keeps getting smaller. <laughs> he does. You he know, gets little. Poor little God. He's... He used to be so big and so expansive. Yeah. And you know, science hasn't helped. Oh, but he's so size. cute when he's little. He's just such a little guy. Anyway, uh, if you uh, we we've been we've been blathering a little bit, but if you. <laughs> If you want to chime in on this stuff, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Go ahead and look it all up and, and look at the uh, the Mormon the Mormon thing because it's got cute little diagrams and stuff. Yay. And uh, and 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 let us know what you think. You can you can write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. You can leave us a voicemail at four two four six 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 eight four four two. 
Or you can uh, you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and, uh, and, and you'll see a lot of stuff there. Share what you see and win yourself a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And thanks to McKinsey for running the whole Facebook thing for us. It's great. Thanks to Red Rock Hot Club for all the music. And uh, thank you for listening. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.